Welcome to Simply Living Wellness, where you'll learn how to love yourself, heal yourself, and how to nurture your mind, body, and spirit. And today, we're here to talk with my dear friend and coach, Gina Vance. Hello, Gina. Hi, Donna. <laughs> Great to have you here. So after a career in engineering, wow, that, that was a surprise to me, Gina. Excruciating pain brought Gina on a path of research and training that introduced her to mind-body methods that helped her to heal the trauma that turned out to be the root of her physical pain. These are the same methods Gina has been teaching to individuals and groups in her mind-body healing and coaching practice since 2001, and I personally have got to experience Gina's coaching. Gina serves as a mentor to coaches, clinicians, and agents of change here to transform the world for the better and to help others do the same. She writes, speaks, and consults, teaching simple ways to make practical use of the mind-body connection for healing on multiple levels. Together with what Gina knows to be heroic souls on a healing journey, aka clients, She's developed a uniquely transformative blend of mind-body tools to relieve stress, pain and anxiety, change unwanted habits, and to feel peaceful, confident, and empowered. Wow. Well, Gina, so excited to have you here. Delighted to be here, Donna. I'd so, Gina, let's just get started, and um, I'd love to hear about your own journey and how you got to become a mind-body healing coach, how you got to develop these unique tools that you work with with your clients. Mm, yeah, you know, it's like so many journeys or, or career transitions, um, unexpected surprises along the way. When looking back, I can clearly see the soul orchestration in it, but at the time, um, that was not apparent. But, you know, it wasn't really until I became pregnant at 34 and, and finally I'd got this baby that I wanted for decades and, and any little twitch or anything, you know, scared me because I'd wanted this so long that I didn't want anything to go wrong. So when I went to the doctor and they said I had a bladder infection and and um, needed to go on antibiotics, when um, the nurse had called me and told me this, a nurse, by the way, named Bunny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right there. Let's just start right there. The nurse is Bunny. And so even though I wasn't really, I, I hadn't, I wasn't into anything alternative or, or holistic. I wasn't educated in health at all. Uh, something inside me, you know, made me ask her, is there any alternative to antibiotics? And she laughed at me and cackled. And then she said, yes, the infection can go into your kidneys and you'll have a spontaneous abortion. Wow. So, so uh, as appalling as that was, it was actually perfect for me because what it did, what is, it made me so angry that it really activated my inner gumption. And I heard a voice inside me that said, I will find a way, you know, and I, I had no idea. But then it was just a few days later, I had one of those NPR driveway moments where they were interviewing um, 
Dr. Andrew Weil about his book called Spontaneous Healing. So I rushed right out and got it and read, you know, read it overnight. And he recommended cranberry juice and guided imagery. And so in those days, it was like 1994 or five, um, there, you know, there wasn't Google like there is now. So you had, I had to write to the Academy for Guided Imagery and have them write back to me to tell me where a nearby practitioner was. And so I went and I had this guided imagery session. And, you know, I was at the time a very left brain, uptight white girl, a super achiever. That's how I coped with my childhood trauma was just to super achieve. And but I was so afraid that anything could go wrong with this this baby that I was highly receptive and it's like I, I wasn't critical of the process at all. So she I had this guided imagery session and hilariously just outside the window behind me jackhammers were going the whole time which really unnerved (laughs) it really unnerved the practitioner and um yet you know in hindsight that's perfect because it's really a strong orientation of my work is that i insist that this can be done anywhere under any conditions you don't need dark rooms and silence and spooky music and so on but that's what i love about it (laughs) yeah and, and i was just so you know desperate to keep my baby safe that I didn't care though I saw she was clearly unnerved and then when I went back and had my urine tested again it was clear and um and I said oh wow the guided imagery and cranberry juice must have worked and and they said oh no you must not have had an infection in the first place of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that that happened a few more times over the next next decades, that kind of attitude. But um, it, it didn't face me because, I, you know, I was just glad my baby was safe. So then um, I had this beautiful baby, the, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me. And shortly after she was born, um, I, I experienced excruciating pain in my low back and down my legs. And um, it was, you know, you can't really ever describe that level of pain. Mm. But I'll tell you that um, it was so debilitating, I couldn't even lift up my little infant's bottom to slide a diaper underneath her. And, oh, wow. and so um, it would come, it would be bad, and then it would subside. And uh, but it just kept coming back. And when I didn't think it could possibly get worse, it did. And so it put me hot on a trail of research. Uh, first, I blew through every conventional remedy that I could find um, uh, in, in conventional Western medicine. And, um, and then, you know, thanks to Dr. Wiles' book, I had this entree, this opening to a whole nother world of integrative, holistic, and alternative things and and so I tried a lot of things and I'll tell you it took me five years (laughs) which was a a horribly (laughs) long time well yeah it's a lot shorter than it took me but anyway well and if I did not have an infant that I I was not willing to abandon I I would not still be here because the pain was beyond describable but I had a dear friend uh, he's he's passed away now but Jake was a, a neurosurgeon and so I consulted with him and he told me, yeah, there's this procedure we can do where we be, we essentially wrap a wire around the disc in your vertebrae and then we electrify it and it sizzles your disc like bacon. Oh, 
Really? <laughs> that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Fear has served me well because I, you know, I, I told Jake, you know what? I'm just going to keep looking. I'm going to keep that in mind. Thank you very much. But I'm just going to try a few other things. So long story short, um, I, I tried all kinds of, uh, you know, holistic and alternative and integrative healers and took all kinds of courses. And um, it was the shaman, uh, John Livingston. He was this this old white guy with the ponytail, former geologist and turned MFT, turned shaman. He recommended that I go to hypnotherapy school. So I did 18 months later. I came out of hypnotherapy school and um, I was in love. And so I... I phased out of my engineering work and phased into a hypnotherapy practice, but there were some things that just, you know, it didn't feel like it was complete. And when I look back, as I continue taking other courses um, with many <laughs> medical doctors, it turns out, um, which were actually very comfortable for me because some of the alternative type modalities that I learned, energy healing and so on, um, weren't as grounded in the intellect. Um, and mm. so it was very uncomfortable for me. And, mm. um, and I'm not anti-intellect, though I noticed in that world, um, there was a lot of um, disparagement against the left brain, you're so in your head, you know, etc. Um, but when I look back, my sense is that I was gathering my soul was driving me to gather pieces of a map and you know i'd use the one piece and it was good but it wasn't really the whole map and so as i continued um working with some of these brilliant individuals i would get pe additional pieces of the map and then they all came together and then there was just this very clear line of how to get to the treasure and so these these different pieces were left out of the other modalities and there was a of course in any modality almost like a religion there's this wonderful golden kernel of truth and then around it there's a lot of stuff that may or may not be helpful that morphed then into your own unique uh modality really right i mean you it, combined it did. different different practices to make your own tools and methods yeah. And of course, my clients, you know, my partners who I collaborated with really helped me to recognize what what's most effective and what's, you know, not really worth spending our time on to get you out of the suffering that you're in. And, and um, so, you know, I give my clients just as much credit as um, the the teachers that I was fortunate enough to sit with and learn from. Mm, lovely. So to tell us real quick about the pain then. So what act, when did the pain actually go away and, and at what process of, of the t schooling did that happen? You know, um, it wasn't really until I had all the pieces of the map in place. And, and the pain um, I can see now was really a tool to drive me forwards because, hey, if it's not broke, you know, don't need to fix it. Why do you need to spend money on another class and travel to, you know, to learn? So um, over that, that course of five years, um, it would get better, but then it would come back. And then it, it, 
it, when I look back, it's like, oh, five years, or it hasn't, it hasn't come back. So, um, but basically, what I came to understand was that the physical pain that was, it was real, it was physical, and you know, it was measurable on MRIs and so on, but it was rooted in uh, trauma. Uh, from my childhood. Uh, the, and so it was a symptom or signal of post-traumatic stress that needed to be resolved. Um, the, the stressful, the terrifying energies that I had stored in my body that didn't have anywhere to go. And so just like anything that doesn't have an, a safe opportunity to be expressed, we can store it because we're amazing and, and clever. Uh, and but the longer it's stored, and the more gets stored on top of it, it kind of it begins to get distorted. And it will, you know, find a way like a pressure release valve to, to ex express itself, usually physically, not sometimes mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, um, to let some pressure off, but also to get your attention, as if it's beckoning you come, come follow this pain to where it's coming from and resolve it, please help. Yeah, so the these symptoms or signals really are, uh, we learn to follow that that pain, that discomfort to where it's coming from, then we can resolve it. And of course, we haven't been taught that we've been taught to ignore it to distract from it to think positive to get over it. But um, not really how to be with it in a way that's non-threatening and non-demanding and then dialogue with it to find out what needs to happen. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's a fantastic story. And, and gosh, who doesn't have back pain these days, especially, you know, I know <laughs> there's all kinds of other things that it can help with, but back pain especially is really a problem for many people and it can be so painful. So what an incredible story. Well, thank you. Yeah, I found that out that it's one of the most, quote, popular, unquote, uh, things that people go into the, the chiropractor for. And, um, and, you know, and, and really the pain that went down my legs, I wanted just to have my legs cut off, I would have been happy to be in a wheelchair at the time, just, you know, to uh, be out of the pain. Wow, I but, can't even uh, imagine. Mm. Me, you know, I'm very happy that I have my legs now and I can walk freely and and comfortably but yeah it's uh it's really created a lot of compassion in me for for people that are in pain and that are suffering interminably mm. so tell us um because hypnotherapy is more commonly known it's one of those modalities that's a little bit more mainstream than some of the others so Tell us about how, you know, what parts you use from traditional hypnotherapy and what you don't care for maybe so much and, and, and how you've crafted it, you know, for your own use. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I find it kind of amusing because for you, a person that's knowledgeable about health and wellness, it is more mainstream. However, in the last couple of decades that I've been doing this, it's for the most part consi been considered a fringe therapy or a fringe science. Even though there's a plethora of research that supports its effectiveness, it still um, ha had very much spooky connotations to the general public. So that, that's been a challenge also for my ego because 
to be uh, for you know for me to be kind of considered among the what often is thought of as wacky hypnotists with sparkly glasses on stage making you look bark like dogs that wasn't <laughs> comfortable for me <laughs> but you know i forged on and so um you know some of the things that are different about uh the way that i incorporate hypnotherapy into my practice is that um the more old-fashioned way to do hypnosis is much more directive and bossy it's kind of like you know in the old days when dr welby told you so you just you know believed it um and it you know those days are pretty much gone people um that doesn't really work so well for people anymore and um, it, and it's certainly not very interesting for me just to blah, blah, blah. You are well now. You are happy now. You are, you know, mm -hmm. and the other thing is that it, it's, it didn't work for me. So, you know, one, one really great learning opportunity I had, it was frustrating at the time, but I think it's hilarious now. Two separate times I put on, uh, audio hypnosis for weight loss. And mm -hmm. both times, both times it worked like a charm for me to gain 10 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's wow. like, okay, <laughs> wow, what's, what is going on here? And, and what I discovered was that <clears throat> it was pushing against the, what my body was trying to do for me to keep me afloat and, um, to protect me, to keep me safe and to deal with what it was dealing with. And the clear message that I got was, you know, before you try to enforce new restraints and constraints onto me, why don't you deal with the reasons that, that you're in the situation? And it was kind mm -hmm. of eye opening. And that's one of the things that, is really different about the way I work is that we're not trying to fight against anything because that's the least effective way to get anything to change. Hmm. Not gonna, well, you know, there, there's research that correlates to that out there that um, tells us that when you argue with someone, um, they get more entrenched in their belief, right? So you're not gonna convince anyone to change their mind by arguing with them or pushing against the the belief or perception that they're holding so this work is very respectful it's very invitational it invites you to explore um, and consider what you need to experience explore encounter discover in order to get what you want and so it the only time that it's directive or bossy is in an emergency and so I, one example of that is when I was working with someone who um, she had a severe stutter because of her trauma and um, which was a vast improvement because for years she wasn't able to speak and she had to pass written notes to her therapist back and forth. Mm. And she actually came in with her therapist to make sure this was safe to work with me twice. She brought a therapist and um, hmm. As soon as I guided her inward, she started panicking. And so I calmly asked her, what, what are you noticing? What's happening? And, and she was screaming that her rapist was chasing her. And so that, that's a time when the direct bossy, you know, and, and now notice that there's a safe place to your right. Look there, go there now and tell me when you're there and you're safe. Uh, and boom, works like a charm. That's more like in the emergency room, you know, your limbs are all broken on hanging and you, you know, you just want them to tell you what to do to help them help you. So that's when, when the directive kind of hypnotherapy 
is really helpful in an emergency situation. But in my experience, for me, the way I'm wired and, you know, where most people have come to nowadays, this is really about people having a sense of agency of their own power and capacity to connect to what they need to connect to, to make the changes that they want to make, not that somebody else is doing it to them or for them. And, you know, and I totally get a lot of times when we're in great suffering, we just want to lay on someone's table and say, please make it go away. Do it for me. Yes. Right. I, I wanted that umpteen million times. And I'll tell you, Donna, when I'm working with someone, there's three, clearly three of me in the room. There's one part of me. And I think of her over on, on the left. And she, she wants you to be out of pain right now. She wants you just to jump up, skip out the door frolicking and never, ever skin your knee again only have pleasure. And then there's this other part of me that I think of on the right. And it does not want you to miss anything in order to learn who you are, and what you're capable of. And even if no matter how painful that is. And then there's this part in the middle, that is just it's more neutral. And it's just here to listen and, and support you in you experiencing whatever is most beneficial for you to experience to get what you want. Mm, I love it. I love and they can, yeah, the, I love that there's no expectations too. When I was doing the work with you, you know, um, things might come, things might not come, but you had no expectations. The inner, my inner journey travel, there was no expectations. And sometimes I would just feel things. You know, and, and yeah. there was no pressure to um, have it have to come up with some great message I was receiving or anything like that. Right. And I will say the one expectation that I do have now after um, working with clients for so many years is that I do expect that you have wisdom inside of you that knows exactly what you need to experience right now to get what you want and to make the changes you want to make. So it's an expectation and it's a faith in you, in your soul, in your wisdom that I have grown into over the years. Mm, mm. And it be, the more you practice it, I think the stronger that, that intuition and wisdom or ability to tap into that wisdom becomes, correct? Exactly. It's always there, but our ability to tap into it has kind of gone offline in a lot of ways. And also, we've kind of been scolded away from going there. You know, mm -hmm. you, you know, we've been raised to listen to our elders or our parents or our clergy or our teachers or bosses or other people in our lives. And I'm not really supported in going within connecting to ourselves and honoring that. Mm, lovely. Yeah, that's what that book, Mists of Avalon, is all about, um, how we all used to be that way. And it's kind of the story of how we, we came, you know, we got away from that. I don't know if you've ever read that, mm. but it's a, it's a lovely book. No. <laughs> you know, I've heard of it. I think I'm going to add that to my reading list. Thank you. <laughs> it's a fun read, too. It's, it's not super heavy. It's, it's a story, really. But, but it is. It does mm. talk just about that. So talk a little bit more about the inner journey um, and what that is exactly. And, yeah, I would, I would love for our yeah. listeners to hear that. Mm -hmm. So the inner journey is really an experience of moving your attention into your body where all your resources are, um, all your strength is, all your support really is. 
but also that's where your pain is, your trauma and um, those unresolved, distorted emotions that are very intense. So, of course, we have usually we have to have a strong desire to be willing to go in there because there's a lot of scary, painful stuff in there. But in in the inner journey that I guide my clients on, uh, the first step really is to connect to resources of support and strength and comfort. So you have a sense that you're not alone, that you are supported, that you've got forces with you and supporting you that, you know, feel bigger and stronger than you. Um, and also um, to engage with them in, in a very simple dialoguing process where you're able to really feel the benefit of being in their presence to get helpful messages and direction and guidance from them to receive gifts from them for your journey to help you uh, to address what is waiting for you and calling to you and so that's basically under the category of, of asking for help it doesn't always go in this linear way because like the gal i referred to earlier when boom it's emergency you just deal with that but ideally we connect you to helpful resources and this also helps to stabilize your nervous systems and strengthen your connection between your mind and your body your left brain and your right brain and it really uh, helps to support your confidence in moving around in your inner world. And then um, you, it will just come up in your awareness what needs to be addressed next. And sometimes that will be um, limitations or obstacles that are between you and what you want. And because the rules are different in the inner world than they are in the outer world, whatever is in your way can always be removed, dissolved, digested, released, or whatever your inspired, your inspired imagination shows you. Uh, and that's really, really a wonderful, wonderful secret is how the rules in the inner world are different. You can do anything. You can leap from tall buildings and fly. You can breathe underwater. You can get yourself safe. You can do anything in your inner world, which is different than in the outer world. Someone tied you down with a gun to your head. You have more limited options in that moment. Mm. So what, Whatever comes, you can handle it. And I also have learned to trust that whatever comes, you're ready for. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're not sure you're ready for, then we can simply ask what would need to happen for you to be ready. And then you might need to encounter another uh, source of support and guidance uh, or strength and power, or you may need to connect with a part of you that is suffering. And this is kind of what, what all of the um, connecting to resources and clearing away obstacles helps you to do is connect to parts of you that you love and that love you and they are suffering and they're trapped in that suffering and it's a little bit analogous to if we have an unruly relative and we lock them in the attic but they keep banging around and screaming and and even though they're out of out of sight it's still it's still creating a level of stress and sometimes that's a low grade level and sometimes it's just practically unbearable but there's no getting rid of any part that is actually a part of you mm -hmm. so that's you know the inner journey what happens during that process um of course 
you'll see transformations on the other side in your everyday life after you're doing the work. Yes. And they may be subtle. Um, I, I know, you know, I, there were times when we were doing our work together, I thought, well, what is really changing? I might not have noticed it, but then when suddenly they'll just appear and you'll be like, wow, <laughs> that, that was a yeah. change. And when we'd get together every week, um, <laughs> you'd ask me a check-in and how, how my week was. Um, you know, when you start to really identify how the week went, then you start realizing how the change is happening and it's, it's beautiful. And of course, you know, it can be something like, like the physical pain that you had. Um, tell us some mm-hmm. other just, you know, maybe we're, we don't have a lot of time, but maybe one or two other um, stories of success stories of your clients that were, you know, that were just that would, our listeners would love to hear about. Yeah, you know, I had a few dramatic ones where, um, you know, nobody else could help them. The anorexic, she was fired by her therapist. Her therapist said, your, your energy is a mess. There's nothing I can do for you. Don't come back. And, you know, her soul, her, she had strength of soul that she didn't give up. And somehow she found me and, um, and her anorexia is so far behind her now. And she's, she is an inspirational author now. Um, so that was clear, like, boom, that's, you know, that unquestionable. And, and I, I was sent a young man who had seizures for 10 years. Um, everything was tried, nothing worked. And, um, you know, after nine sessions, he was seizure free. Um, and another young man who had violent outbursts and, um, ADD and OCD and, you know, all these three letter diagnoses and, um, and his psychiatrist said the only thing left to try is shock therapy, ECT, and, you know, and his mother, you know, intuitively, you know, said, well, what about hypnosis? So sent him to me and gosh, you know, amazing. And I, and, and I didn't even want to work with him because I didn't think I could help him. Or the, the mom who had um, three little daughters, she wanted to get off crystal meth. And again, I told her, I can't help you. That's not my area of expertise. But she insisted and she had those little babies. So it's like, okay, well, let's see what we can do. And boom, done. Wow. No, you know, no more crystal meth. So those are some dramatic ones. But most with most of my clients, it's like you, it is subtle and that's kind of tricky as far as marketing goes, because, uh, because we do, you know, we, when you come in, we articulate your desire, um, help you to place it in the form of an intention and then guide you inwards to ask for help. What needs to happen in order to, to bring this into your experience. Um, usually it is subtle and I've learned that that's part of its power because it's so gentle and it's so natural and organic and it comes from inside of you that it's not always noticeable. And usually when you notice is when you're living your life and something happens and when that similar thing happened before, you reacted a, a completely different way habitually. And this time your reaction is so different and it's almost like, wow, what did we do or ser- what series of things did we do to create this effect? Um, so um, it is subtle, but it's very profound um, and it's very, it's permanent, long lasting. And, um, and whatever a person comes in asking for, there are a lot of cascading 
effects. There are additional benefits that were never even, you know, asked for that just kind of organically happen when you address certain specific things. Mm, mm. Well, I loved hearing that, that there could be many changes yet to come for me just from that six weeks of work. So <laughs> I look forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Gina, we're just about yeah. out of time and I just want to thank you so much for coming on and and sharing with our listeners and with me the, the work that you do and um, how can our how can our listeners find more about you, find more about this work? So can you tell us how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, the best way is to go to my website, mindbodyjourneys.com. It's mindbodyjourneys.com journeys.com and um and then you can read uh about me my work uh some testimonials the kinds of results some others have gotten in their work with me and you can contact me from there and i think you you offer a, a phone call with people who are interested to kind of discuss their situation whether you might be able to help them is that correct yeah, if someone's interested in working with me, um, that we can chat by phone and no charge for that um, to determine if working with me would be a good fit for you. And also, um, if you're not sure that you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, I've got an online learning program that is uh, fun and um, it, quite easy to go through. It's eight days that changes everything. And um, it's not arduous, um, but it does... It really, it, um, it's a kind of a concentrated um, form of the same things that I teach to my individual clients and, um, and really, really beneficial and fun. Yay. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I forgot about that. I know you just launched it. So, um, I mean, I think you yeah. got it, but got it on your website, putting all the pieces together so now that others can access it. So very exciting. So please check out yeah. Gina's website, mindbodyjourneys.com, and you can also find links right below this podcast. And thank you again, Gina. And I mm -hmm. Great. All right. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, Donna. And then we'll talk real soon. Bye now. Mm, I look forward to it. It's been a pleasure.